Revelation 2, verses 2 to 5. So if you guys want to open up there, uh, that would be great. Today's message is definitely not a, it's definitely not a condemnational message, but it's a message of conviction that I felt the Lord has put on my heart this week. Um, and so I want to share that with you guys. And so I could, I just want to pray uh, before I start here. Uh, Lord, we just we thank you so much for your presence again, God. We thank you for you um, meeting us here today, God, um, in our in the basement of our house here, God, and in the the rooms of everyone else, God, where they're watching. Uh, we just thank you, Father, for your your spirit, and we thank you for your love, and thank you for thank you for ministering to our hearts, God. Um, and we just want to receive from you more, God, and we love you so much. Um, uh, and as we just, as we hear the word today, God, I pray that you could bring conviction to our hearts, God, that you could bring um, peace and conviction and uh, and lead us to action in our hearts, Father. Um, in your name, Jesus, amen. As I unravel this, I want to encourage you guys, this is not a message that um, is just going to bring conviction, I believe, to you, but it brought a lot of conviction to me. And even as I am sharing this right now, uh, you know, it's, it's a message that I think is good for all of us, a reminder for all of us. Um, you know, during this time where this COVID-19 uh, pandemic is, is, it's just crazy and people are, you know, they're locking down lots of stuff. They're taking new drastic measures. Um, we have a lot more time right now. We have a lot more time to be at home and to do, to do less. You know, we, we can't always do the same things for our jobs, for, um, whatever we're doing in life. And it's, it's, it's actually bringing us back to a place of remembering what's important in life and, and what's our priority in life. Um, you know, as we were walking down the street the other day, Katrina and I, um, I just saw this dad playing basketball with his sons, and I saw this mother outside walking with uh, her daughters, and I think it's just a pure representation of what God is doing. He's, he is restoring family, and I believe in the same way as he is restoring family on the earth, he is restoring family in the kingdom of God. That really, it's all about being in love with Him, about being in love with Him more than anything and flowing out of that place into everything we do. Now, last week, we, we did share on fixing our eyes on Jesus, but this is another level of unraveling this, and I feel like this is really important for the Church of Canada um, in this season. And so I heard Jesus say, The Church of Canada has lost her first love for me. I've called Canada to have a global influence as a true leader in this world, primarily of my kingdom. Through systematic structure, it has lost its purpose to disciple this nation. Now again, I want to encourage you guys. I am not a person that likes to preach doom and gloom or any of that or prophesy negative things. But I believe what God is saying is, hey, this is the state that the Church of Canada is in. And we need to remember, when I say when, when God is saying church, it's not just um, our church, but the church at large. Yeah. You know, the church at large, people who are conservative, Pentecostal, <laughs> wherever you're at, that's what Jesus is talking about, the church and the body at large. You know, I think what he was saying to me in this is, you know, we've had this certain way of doing church, you know, where we meet on Sunday in a certain way. Uh, we meet in a building. We, we have worship for a certain amount of time. We have a message. We have this systematic structure that we've said, this is what church is. And Jesus is saying, no, you guys have missed the mark a bit. It's about being in love with me. It's about being in complete love with me and our church, our ministries, our business, our lives, our relationships flowing out of this place of love and union with him. Now, this is simple. And I think a lot of Christians out there, we get this as a head knowledge, but living from this place is a total another thing. And so I want to, let's, let's dive in here. Another thing he said to me was, son, being intoxicated by my love is the first step in being led to many high places with me. He said that to me very clearly that there are high places that he's leading us. There are new places that he's wanting to lead us as a church of Canada. But he's saying being intoxicated by my love is the first step to me leading you to those high places. Guys, I believe 
there are strategies, ministries, perspectives, insights, revelations that the Lord is going to release through us through first love with Him. You know, it's a place of really deep trust with Him. You know, through, throughout the years, I, I've, you know, people would share about first love with me and I'm like, you know what, like, I love my, I love my wife so much at first. I had this intoxication with her when I first met her, but as we've grown, I've loved her more and more, but in a new way. But I felt the Lord saying, no, it's time for us to come back to first love. And when I think about how I loved my wife when I first met her, the, the intoxication I felt, I want to love her that same way. I want to be just as in love with her the same way. She's amazing. She's right here, so I'm just I'm staring at her. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna go into Revelations two verses two to five here. So if you want to turn on your Bibles, I know a lot of you are sitting there not turning your Bibles, but if you could open up there, that'd be great. Uh, we're gonna be sharing out of the Passion Translation. It says here, "I know all that you've done for me. You've worked hard and persevered. I know that you don't tolerate evil." You have tested those who claim to be apostles and proved they are not, for they were impostors. I also know that you have bravely endured trials and persecutions because of my name. Yet you have become sorry, yet you have not become discouraged. But I have this against you. You have abandoned the passionate love you had for me at the beginning. Think about how far you have fallen. Repent and do the works of love you did at first. I will come to you and remove your lamb's sand from its place of influence if you do not repent. Now in this scripture, um, is being addressed to the church of Ephesus, and I don't, I don't know if the Lord is going to remove our lampstand or not. I am not God, but what I do know is I feel strongly the Lord urging us to come back and, and come back to the place of loving Him at first. The works that we did at first, come back to loving Him the way we did at first, guys. Uh, some of you see, see me wearing two rings, um, and this ring, I shared on our Instagram story, this ring symbolizes for me first love, and God spoke to me a long time ago, and He said, Son, if we are not more in love at the end of the day, then you miss the point of that day. Now, this is a very powerful reminder for me, and this is something that I forget, but, you know, if I'm not in love with God more at the end of each day, then I really miss the point of that day, that the point of each day is to be more and more in love with Him. And so I want to go into the first part of the scripture here, guys, where, um, you know, it is it's shared here. You've done good works. You've done great things. You know, I know all you've done. You've worked hard. You've persevered. Um, you don't tolerate evil. You have tested those who claim to be apostles, proved they were not. Um, you bravely endured trials and persecutions, and you persevered. You were not discouraged. Listen, guys, I feel like what God is saying right now is, you know, we haven't totally, totally missed the mark. We have done some good things. We have done, you know, we have persevered through things. We have set up churches that have blessed people and changed lives. We've done a lot of amazing things. But what I feel the Father is saying is you've done these things, but you've missed the point of just being in love with me, completely in love with me over all else. As God was, was, was downloading this message into my heart um, this week, you know, I, I felt convicted. You know, as, as a pastor working for a church, it's really easy to um, just start doing things for the church, wanting to grow the church, wanting to make an impact, wanting to start doing all of these different things. But listen, it's, it's really, it's, sometimes it's easy to get into a place of us always doing stuff and getting out of a place of first love and just being intoxicated by his love and letting that determine everything else. I think working for the one you love and not being in love with them is completely backwards. You know, sometimes, you know, we are working for God, but we're not being in love with him. We're not in a place where we're in total love with him. Um, but guys, I believe that God wants our good works. He wants all the fruit of our lives to overflow from a place of first love. You know, if I think about my relationship with Katrina, um, it's really easy sometimes to start just, you know, I, I do the dishes because I know I should, or she'll be mad at me if I don't do it. 
Um, you know, I take out the garbage because I know I should, or I take the dogs out for a walk, or I, I do these things because I know I should and that they're good. And sometimes I feel like this is us as the church. You know, we are doing certain things because we know that we should. We know that we should, you know, we should not be sinning. We should be loving people. We should be going to church. We're doing the right things. But I do know that in my relationship with Katrina too, if I simply just spend time with her and fall in love with her more um, and just and, and adore her, as, we, as I begin to fall in love with her, not only do I want to do, do those things, but I want to do over and above that because I love her so much and I want to take care of her and I just, I want to show that I love her so much. I believe this is what God is calling us back to. You know, God kind of gave me a story here um, as I was creating this sermon, this really simple story um, of a husband and a wife. Uh, and, and in the story, in this, in this picture that I saw, or the story that God was sharing with me, I, I saw this wife go away for a time, uh, away from her husband, and she went to go visit some loved ones who weren't doing well, and she was gone for a month, then two months, three months, four months. Um, and when she came back to see her husband, she realized that there was some tension in the marriage. She realized that they were not in the same place they were before, intimacy-wise. You know, there was some kind of tension and disconnection. Um, and so in a, um, you know, in an effort to make things right and restore that intimacy, restore that love that she felt once, she starts doing all these things for him. You know, she goes to the store and picks out his favorite meal. She takes him on a date to his favorite place. They go to the movies, to his favorite movie, and she starts doing all this stuff in an effort to restore the relationship for the lost time they've had. You know, a month later after she's doing all this stuff and she's, you know, she's burnt out, she's tired, she comes to him and says, you know, how can I fix this? How can we come back to this place of first love, of intimacy again? And he takes her hand and says, all I ever wanted was just you. All I ever wanted was time with you and just to be with you. And I feel like that's what God is doing right now um, as a church is he's taking her hand again saying, I just want you. I want you. I'm a God of love. I'm a God of grace. I care about you and I love you and I want you for you. I want you because I love you. Those works will follow. Signs and wonders, they will follow. Uh, the, the ministry I have for you, that will follow. But I just want you, and I want time with you. I don't want just part of your day. I don't want just uh, your thoughts sometimes, but I want all of you. I love you. Guys, God wants first place in our hearts. You know, verse 4 here, it says, But I have this against you. You've abandoned the passionate love you had for me at the beginning. And that, that first love, the Greek word for first is protos which means foremost, best, paramount, supreme, crowning, number one. Jesus is referring to exclusive love that's first place in our hearts above all else. This is how in love and passionate I was at one point. Not that I don't love God, not that it's not different now, my love's not deeper, but there was this intoxication where I would do anything just to spend time with him, and it brought a lot of conviction to my heart, And um, it, but also inspired me, like, I want to get back to that place. I want to get back to that place. I don't want to be a Christian who says, you know, I've been walking with the Lord so long, I'm very mature, and I'm not as, I don't seem as, you know, passionate as before, uh, because I'm deep more, I'm more in love with him now in a, deep, in a different way. I want to be in a, in a place where I'm passionate and love with him and toxicated by him. Um, and I think that's what God wants for all of us right now, guys. Um, and the most important thing, guys, is God wants us to love him. Uh, you know, the, the greatest commandment in Matthew 22 is to love your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Um, and for those of you who maybe aren't Christian out there, you might think, you know, why is the greatest command for, you know, why is it the greatest command for us to love God? Um, I believe the greatest command is because we get so distracted by doing things for the Lord. Um, that we forget just to be in love with him. That really, at the end of the day, all he wants is our hearts. Um, he wants our hearts. And if we if we can just give him our hearts, give him our attention, he will transform us into the person we were always called to be. He will, he will reveal our destiny. He will lead us into greater works. Jesus said, we will do even greater works than him. 
he will lead us into that, but he just wants our heart. And I believe that's why he had to command it because in the midst of the world, we get so caught up in the, in the busyness of doing things for the Lord. And listen, I can relate to that. My personality type is I love to do things. I love to be moving. I love to be uh, accomplishing these things. But, but I feel often God saying, you know, stop. Like, those things are great, but just come back to first love with me. Just be intoxicated by me and all these things are going to be so much easier. I will give you perspective on them. I will give you insight on them. I will give you revelation um, of how to function in these areas. Um, and this is what God is bringing us back to. God is bringing us back to a place to work from love and not for love. I think often, again, guys, we get in this place where we are constantly working for God's love and approval. Um, I, you know, if I'm being transparent, you know, when I was a, a new Christian, I would go on the streets probably three or four times to share the gospel with people. And that's not me trying to be uh, cooler to my own horn or anything. That's just me being honest. But the, what the Lord spoke to me is he said, son, um, I love that you're going on the streets. I love that you're doing all this stuff, but I actually want you to stop that for the next seven months. And he spoke that to Mark very clearly. He said that to me. And um, what was so, you know, I guess what was the biggest revelation about that is when I would see people get saved or when we would see people get healed and when God would do amazing things, I would feel great about myself. Like, oh, I, I did something that was meaningful. Okay, God, thank you that I'm actually moving with you. You know, but when we see nothing, I'd feel bad about myself. and like, what did I do wrong? You know, what's going on? But God really spoke to my heart and just said, son, like you're actually working for my love and approval and not from my love and approval. This is what I believe God is shifting in our lives in this season is, is, is us living in a place of, of living in his love, living in his approval, his acceptance, um, and being caught up again in a first love for him that we are completely loved and, loved and accepted. And I even just saw glimpses as I began to press into this this week with Katrina as we, as we begin to press into our first love with Jesus, we begin to see relationships differently. I begin to love my wife for who she truly is in God's eyes more. I see, I see our team for who they are in God's eyes more. I begin to love them as God loves them. And as we begin to spend time with God and come back to our first love, He begins to change our perspective and shift things. When we can rest knowing Jesus' love for us and ours for Him, it brings purity and purpose to everything we do, guys. Now guys, for some of you, this is maybe seem really basic, but I feel I feel there's something really on this for the nation that God wants us to come back to a place of first love because He is pouring out His Spirit. And there's going to be a lot of amazing things happening, but He wants us to come back to a place of just love and intimacy with Him. You know, guys, in verse 5 here, when it says, Think about how far you have fallen. Repent and do the works of love you did at first. The word repent is actually, it's metanoia. It's a Greek word. It's metanoia, and it means more than simply changing your mind. It actually means to take another mind. So it means to take another mind. We don't want to just take a different mind. We want to take the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ that we are actually just as loved. As much as the Father loves Jesus, the Father loves us the same amount. How crazy is that? The same love the Father has for Jesus, He has for you. 